do you want to be prepared for anything that could happen in day-to-day -day life or when disaster strikes from the office to the outdoors then please go to squatchsurvivalgear.com and check out the packs that they have to offer they're made in america and i mean every single piece of fabric hardware buckle and frame all the labor too is right here in america so when you buy from squatch survival gear you're supporting multiple small businesses right here at home i've become good friends with chris um, he, he's a military vet so all of these packs are made to mill spec all right so they're all military standard packs they're good for everything these things are virtually bomb proof i promise you i own two of them i have the rock ape and the mothman pack they cannot be beaten i've i've had gear all my life i had gear in the military i have gear when i go hunting i have gear for camping the squat survival gear changes the game all right i i take one to work every day i take the mothman pack with me to work just use it as a regular backpack but it's so functional it's it's just unbelievable quality all right so please go to squatsurvivalgear.com now to save 15 percent site-wide i encourage you to use promo code 23 bump that's 23 b-u-m-p to save 15 percent site-wide When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face -face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I got another great episode for you today. This week, we are bringing back Texas Pete. <laughs> Not the hot sauce. Uh, Texas Pete, that, that, that's my buddy. It's it's Pete from Weird West, Texas. Uh, one, two, three, and four. It's Pete from What's Really Going On. This is Pete's sixth appearance, if I'm not mistaken, on the Bump Podcast. So. He's like an unofficial co-host. Uh, he's probably been on here more times than my dad has. So that's that's great. You know, I, I love having Pete on. He's a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of information and inspiration for me. Um, 
So I just can't wait to get into what he had on his mind one more time. For now, it, we we could go for 10. You know, I, I love talking to him. He's welcome on this show anytime he wants to come on the show. Um, today, though, he gave me a list of things he wants to make sure he covers. So we're going to get into uh, a little bit of Bigfoot. All right. It's been a while. Let's get into it. Um, maybe some UFO talk. Maybe uh, maybe what's going on with these Space Force patches? Have you guys seen those? It has like the Pharaoh head on it and stuff. Yeah. Um, we we might we might get into uh some some spiritual connections to some things like demonic birds, um, some California desert. Satanism, Jack Parsons opening portals kind of talk. Who knows? Who knows where this is going to go? I got a list, but we have never really stuck to a script. So <laughs> I, I will bring Pete on shortly. Um, thank you guys for all the love and support with these kittens. Uh, adoption day. By the time you hear this, adoption day has come and gone. We took the kittens back to the shelter um, our time fostering is over we were able to through your help um, and the help of a, a donor um, in the area we were able to outright adopt four of these kittens and I know they're going to a good home because I'm keeping all four of them that's right um, we went after two, came home with nine, still keeping four. <laughs> so I don't know, but we're too soft. We love them. They're, they're adorable. Uh, the other ones are going to go to great homes too. They're having a, an adoption, uh, like event soon. And there, there's some beautiful little cats going to go home with some, with some anxious children. So that'll be great for them. Um, so thank you guys for that. I'll I'll keep posting pictures of kittens because who doesn't like cat videos and pictures, right? Um, all is well here. Thank the Lord. Um, I know we go through waves where it seems like there's a series of things coming in. Um, there'll be a series of authors on the show and then there'll be a series of um, discussions about deliverance and demonic warfare, you know, spiritual warfare on the show. And then there'll be these waves of paranormal activity, haunted houses, uh, paranormal investigators. Um, well, we've had like a month or a month and a half straight of Bigfoot before. So this show is kind of like uh, this, this particular episode is kind of like a, a marriage of all those things. You know, it is the unexplained monsters and paranormal. So I love it. I love it. I love that you guys are here for it. Um, it's summertime. There is no video for this one right now. This is going to be strictly an audio type um, episode because there's some renovations going on. There's there's some changes being made, and I want it to be a surprise all at once. I don't want to limp in with uh, some sneak peeks quite yet. I'll do some before and afters, but... Just know that some things are changing in the studio. All right. With no further delay, I'll bring on Pete. <laughs> 
All right. You see it on there yet, Pete? Yeah. How's that? You're you're good. You're good. Right. We're live, brother. I finally did it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. How how are you? I am fantastic. I'm fantastic. I I gave the audience a little pre-intro before you hopped on. I told them that uh you know, we don't always stick to a script, but it's always a great conversation and I'm going to let you go with whatever you want to go with. And we'll just do this for round six, man. I, I I told the audience too, we might wind up doing 10 episodes before this is over with, but I'm, I love that. I'm okay with it. Okay, brother. Yeah. I sent you a list and, and I do tend to ramble. So when it's time to go, let me know and we'll pick it up next time. All right, let's do it. I'll tell you what, you've had some, excellent not that your guests before weren't good but the last few man they've been so good it leaves me wanting more <laughs> i appreciate it man i appreciate that uh yeah there I, will be there will be more some of these guests are going to be returning so uh stuff like okay. with vicky joy anderson and uh, yes chakma um oh they, yeah be repeat repeat uh, guests so i'm glad you said that because those are the main two i had in mind <laughs> but um let me get this out of the way real quick um we got hit by a tornado over here a week ago tonight today's thursday the 22nd 2023 of june right and a week ago a tornado came through here it did not hit me directly. And I don't know if it's been on the on the news or not. Most people don't even know it happened. But, yeah, it touched down in Panola County, Texas. And it rolled through eastbound to Caddo Parish, Louisiana. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was a half mile wide. As far as I know, nobody died from the actual tornado. But in the weeks since there's been deaths from the heat stroke okay. and uh you were stationed at barksdale so you know what the heat and humidity is in this area oh yeah man i'm very familiar with like caddo parish and and yeah that whole area yeah so i'm not uh i don't know as far as like if it hit any towns or whatever but it definitely took out the power and so I just wanted to start out real quick by saying uh, my heart and gratitude goes out to there's crews from we're in the piney woods of East Texas and there's crews from Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. All those areas were affected by this. Yeah. And then they had a, um, cooperative compact mutual assistance agreement with other states and so i want to say thank you to the people that are in ohio michigan indiana kentucky and appalachia power they came out here amen and the last i heard there's uh three thousand men here working 14 to 16 hours per day in the heat trying to get the power back on um we got our power back on at 5:48 p.m. sunday 
and uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Oh, I'm talking, you could not escape the heat. Oh, and man. I, I got to tell you, m- my heart goes out. There's um, one of the guys that died. I don't know his name. A uh, 35-year-old guy from West Virginia, your state. Yeah. He died a heat stroke a couple days ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh... Yeah, it, it gets real, man. Um, and those guys, they, they're the backbones of America when, when disasters strike. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure when he came to help us, his family didn't know they weren't going to see him again. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll be praying for, praying for yeah, comfort. I just, I just want to. I wanted your listeners to pray for his family and Absolutely. pray for the people that don't have power still. We got ours back on and it, uh, I'll tell you what, there was a hidden blessing in that. Uh, my boys had no power and no Wi-Fi, and we spent, we spent three days and nights in the dark just talking. <laughs> hey, that's, that is a blessing, man. Yeah, no video games and all that stuff they normally do. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. That is. But anyway, I I just wanted to say that I we're grateful and we appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, okay, where should we start? Well, let's uh, see. Let's okay, see. real quick. My son and Bigfoot. Yeah, I went back and heard. Uh, Weird West Texas Part 4. And there was a time when uh, we were in uh, Bayfield, Colorado. Yep. That That's the second night whenever I was sitting up and my wife saw me with the shotgun. If you remember, I, I didn't bother waking her up again because the reaction I'd gotten two nights before. <sighs> you remember when she ignored me? Yeah. And that's also the night where she ended up hearing some stuff that later she looked it up and found out, oh, there's documented sightings in that area. But, well, I was listening to it, and there's a pause there, the one, uh, the kind that my brother says are dramatic pauses. <laughs> You're right. What, okay, here's the, here's why I was pausing. Should I say this or not? My My sons were six and eight during that trip. And my six-year-old, at the point in the interview where I said, uh, yeah, come on, boys, we're going to, or come on, kids, we're going to bed. The part I didn't say is what she had said was, uh, daddy's being a jerk, so we're going to bed. <laughs> I wasn't being a jerk. I even laughed, you know. Yeah, maybe I was obnoxious, but I, you know. Anyway, the funny part is when she said it, and they go to retreat, retire into the tent for the night. He looked at me as serious as can be. Oh, oh, here's what the other thing she said. She goes, we're going to bed, kids. Uh, Leave daddy out here. He's being a jerk. Uh, We're going to let Bigfoot get him. Oh, no. Yeah, so they get ready to go to bed. And my six-year-old, 
looks at me as serious as can be. And he says, and you better not tell him where we're at either. (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay, son, that's what I'm going to do. If if he comes to get me, I'm going to go, hey, Mr. Bigfoot, don't get me. Uh, My family's in that tent right there. Go get. (laughs) Right. Anyway, we got a good laugh out of it. I thought I'd share that. I, I heard. You know, I heard it again, and I thought about, should I have told him that story? That was kind of funny. That was cute. Yeah, it was. Oh, the other thing, I got to tell you about Dayton's encounter. Do you remember uh, episode three involved the uh, officers being killed in the line of duty? Yes, sir. And you remember Dayton? I told you uh one of the officer's best friends. He's the one that told us not to go into the line of fire. You know, I, uh, I shared that episode with him after our talk. Right. And then he shared something for me, uh, with me that I never knew. Do you remember me telling you that the night I came home, my wife had kind of a premonition dream. Yes. And it was on the day of the shooting, but it was the night before the shooting. Uh Well, what Dayton shared that I wanted to share with you is that same night. He was taken an assault report at the emergency room of the hospital. And he told me that after he got the information and was sitting in the police car, just writing the report. He looked up and saw a figure walking up behind him, behind his car. So he rolled the, uh, he was keeping an eye on him, but he said that guy walked up and tapped on the window, Mm. the driver's side window. So he rolled it down. He described the guy as kind of scraggly looking. He thought it was a homeless guy. And the guy had like a full beard and mustache scraggly long hair and he was like uh yes sir can i help you and he looked over at him and that guy goes you need to pray and he goes yes sir i will he goes i kind of dismissed him wanted him to move on you know leave me alone i'm writing this report and the guy's like no he goes are you a man of god He goes, well, yes, sir. He goes, you need to pray. He goes, he was real like stern, kind of rude. He goes, kind of insistent. And he goes, yes, sir, I will. And he said, after that, the guy walked off in the direction he was headed towards the front of his car. Mm. Now, here's the thing. There was a wide open parking lot on the left. There was nothing but building on the right. The street, the sidewalk. He said when he looked back up, the guy wasn't there anymore. (laughs) So he starts looking around like, where'd this guy go? He couldn't have got that far. He went that way. Uh, He's gone. And, of course, now you know the rest of the story, the next evening and stuff. And he said that when things got tough for him, he remembered that. And he believes wow. that was some type of messenger, whether 
you know, whatever you want to believe or what, but he said the guy disappeared. Yes. That a messenger. That's a good way to put it. That's another that's what the word angel means, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So wow. yeah, I did want to share that because I didn't find that out till after your episode aired. Wow. That's amazing. I, I love stories about angelic encounters and um and by the time this airs, I, you know, the I'll I'll have shared an episode about that. But um just a a, a couple of days ago I spoke with a lady. A couple of days ago from the time this is being recorded, I spoke with a lady from Alaska who had some very interesting stories that involve um angels and um messages and visions and it, it was it's wonderful I, I can't get enough of those kind of stories I, I love to hear the good news you know yes sir i agree uh, me too um all right i'm going to tell you some uh, a couple more west texas stories yes sir all right um there was a i heard this on another show years ago and i'd forgot about it and what reminded me about this is the one i'll tell you right afterwards is um, the one that, another story that one of my old sergeants told me when I was in. But um, this lady was one of those that her and her husband are a tandem uh, truck driver crew. Yep. The uh, husband would drive during the day while she slept, and she would drive during the night while he slept. And I heard her tell this story. She was on Interstate 10 between Fort Stockton, Texas and El Paso, Texas. And uh, she said one night her husband was in the back asleep. I don't remember if she was eastbound or westbound, but she was on Interstate 10, somewhere closer to Fort Stockton. And uh, she said, next thing you know, this black bird landed on the passenger side of the 18 wheeler. And it was, uh, they had some kind of floorboard or something that you step up into the cab with. Yeah. And the door had a little window down for some reason, there was a little window she described down at the bottom corner that you could see out that way. And she said, there's this black bird with red eyes. And she hmm. said it was going crazy, flapping its wings and, and screeching and making noises. And she said when she would look at it, it would stop making the commotion and stare at her. And so she'd take her eyes off to put her eyes back on the road. And she said that bird would freak out and go off again. And the only way she could calm it down was by looking over at it. And when she would look over at it, it would stop making all that racket and flapping wings and doing stuff. It was a little black type foot tall bird with red eyes. And uh, whatever it was doing, it was distracting her. And it wanted her to look at him, not at the road. Yeah. Yeah. So when I heard that story, I thought, yeah, that's demonic. And uh, it was trying to cause her to have a wreck is what I think. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. Kind of, wow. You know, 
it's so weird. I it's, when you and I talk, it, it's always so relevant to like current situations and current thoughts I've been having. I've I've had on my mind a lot this last week or two about the reality of demonized animals. And I thought, you know, that's even, it's even biblical, you know, Jesus cast the demons into the swine. Yeah. So that tells you that demons can be inside of animals. Uh, right. If not, they wouldn't have been, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, so the thought of something like this bird um, being demonized where it would even try to lure someone into harming themselves. That that's a hundred percent like on, on, you know, in reality to me, you know, that that's, that's a very frightening thing, man. And that changes everything about like, why do deer run out in front of cars? Uh, yeah. You know, it, I don't know. I just, that's a very interesting story. I'm glad you shared that with me. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing, too. It could be a demonized animal, or it could be a demon taking the form of an animal. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I'm going to tell you this other story real quick, and this will tie into some of the stuff that's currently in the news. Okay. Um, I have old sergeant, and uh, I don't know if I typed the wrong letter or what when I sent it to you, but I said uh, I said the guy's name, and I put S-H-T. Yeah. That, that was supposed to be I went back and saw it after the fact it was supposed to be SGT for sergeant okay yeah so if you had another uh, <laughs> if you had another vowel there you might have thought I was calling him something else <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the H was a slip but I thought it was like St. Pena's instead of Sergeant Pena's so yeah. that works yeah, no, it was Sergeant Pena. <laughs> well, I'm glad you thought Saint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he told me that um, back when he was uh, 19 years old, he was stationed at Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas. And back then he lived in uh, a small town in West Texas that was somewhere somewhere south of that area where Alpine and Marfa's at. You've heard of the Marfa lights. We talked about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Somewhere down in that area, it's sparsely populated. And he said it was him and three other soldiers. They had that weekend off and they were headed back towards his hometown. This will be just south of interstate 10, which is where I just told you that story with the bird. And he said, that they saw this object come up behind them on the highway. Now, mind you, this is middle of the night and there's no towns out there, nothing. And he said this, uh, whatever it was came up over their vehicle. And as they were going down the road, it was keeping pace with them. And he said it was so huge that it lit up the desert. He said in every direction you looked in, it looked like daylight in the middle wow. of the night. And this dude had a scared look on his face while he's telling me this. And now, mind you, at the time he's telling me this, he's by this point, he's probably in his early to mid 40s. Right. And I was a 19 year old cadet at the police mm -hmm. department. And he's telling me this. That's the age he was when it happened. 
And here this guy is now, 20-something years later. And he's he's I could see the fear in his eyes. And I said, what'd y'all do? He said, we couldn't do anything. We just kept driving. Oh, and gosh. he said it followed them for miles. Just whatever it was, was on, was above us. And the whole desert was lit up like daytime. Any, he said, any way you looked, the desert was lit up. And then eventually it shot off and disappeared. So the reason I bring that up is I've heard about this uh, so-called whistleblower in the last couple of weeks. Right. That guy's not a whistleblower. During his testimony, he's even uh, checked his notes and said that the NSA has told him what he can talk about or not talk about. What? That's not a real whistleblower. A real whistleblower will tell you the whole story. He won't tell you what's been approved ahead of time. Right. Yeah, so yeah, forget that. That's That's not even convincing. I'll tell you something else. I saw the FBI agents that testified a couple weeks ago. Those guys were, um, they didn't seem comfortable, Bo. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're talking about something that's affected your life, where they, they set out to try and ruin their lives and silence them. You're not going to get up there and act matter of fact and like, well, here's this and that. Oh, Mr. Funny and Giggly. You know what? Yeah, yeah he's he's he, he's been he's a plant. He's been put there to give us the little tidbits of uh, the misinformation they want you to know. Yep. But do not call the man a whistleblower. If the NSA has to approve what you can testify to or not, that's not a whistleblower. See, I didn't even know that. I I have largely just ignored the whole thing because I, I have. I don't believe I, anything that comes out of the government anymore, man. Nothing I don't either. News. No, I like to hear whistleblowers, but then I discern whether or not this is a real whistleblower or not. This guy's last name is Grouch or something. I yeah, he's yeah. No, that's not. You're not a whistleblower if if they're telling you what you can say or not. You're not a whistleblower. A whistleblower will tell you the whole story. Absolutely. I, I didn't know that. He was getting. <laughs> How does that even fall under the whistle, whistleblower to begin with? If he's getting permission to give. Man, that is a joke. That is a joke, man. You don't even go find their permission. You're about here telling everything. Yeah, whatever, man. It's, that's a joke. That's this whole system. Yeah. <laughs> Which we, we done last episode. We talked about that. But I will say this. Um, that brings me to something else. This, uh, the, uh, did you ever see the patches for Space Force? Dude, I saw it's like Delta 19 or something like that. It had a Pharaoh's head. Okay, you saw the... one, you saw one of them then. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Okay, well, when they initially put them out there in the public, there was somewhere between nine and 12 of them. I'm telling you, the whole thing was a cult. Really? Yes. They at one one patch had like a hydra looking creature with all the octopus legs kind of like around the earth. Oh my gosh. 
There was I, another one. There was another patch that had like a Bigfoot looking creature carrying like a bloody sword. What? Yeah, over the earth or something like that. Look, just I don't know if they're still up or not. Okay, just go on the internet and look for it. I'm going I to. Tell, I never tell people to use the G word. I, I that's part of the problem, so I don't endorse them. Right. But there's other search engines. It's I say check the internet. <laughs> there you go. DuckDuckGo. That's a good one. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one of the ones I use. Anyway, look up them patches there if they're still there. But every little thing, every one of those patches had some kind of occult symbolism in the patch. And I was thinking, what happened to the American Eagle and, and our flag? What, what What's up with that? What, what's all this occult crap? Yeah. Well, let me tell you this, man. And this is the second time. Okay, I was just listening to a a, a podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, I don't know how big the show is. It's called the Strange O'Clock Podcast. No, I hadn't. Um, they they quit doing shows for a while, but they just came back. And when they come back, they brought on this. Um, they called him an exorcist, but it's a deliverance minister. Okay. Um. And he was talking about some stuff, and I thought, man, this seems a little, you know, I'm all about deliverance, but this guy seemed a little, like, I wanted to talk to him, because some of this was like, where's he getting this information from? But he was talking about this spirit that he had encountered, and he called it the spirit of mind control. And he described, I guess he had a vision or something of what this spirit looked like. And daggone, Pete, if you didn't just say it was in one of those patches, it was like this octopus that has its tentacles wrapped around our mind. And you said that in this past, there's this octopus with its tentacles wrapped around the earth. And isn't there a misinformation campaign to control us? Uh, the parallel there, it, especially it happening just like, and I, I don't know, I, I stopped the, the podcast to to turn on my microphone like it was that recent and it's like it just correlates and it's just man alive well let me tell you something obviously what you know about the the other side the enemy is they have to one way or the other number one they always deal in symbolism and number two they kind of have to let you know what the plan is yep I think that's some kind of legalistic thing for yes. you. They have to let you know. So that way, if you consent to it, well, Hey, you knew what it was and you went with it anyway. That's right. It's one of those, uh, silence is consent kind of agreements, I believe. Yep. So, uh, the guy that I voted for, he created the space force. Right. Yeah. And, this is how you know who's a whose allegiance is with with Christ, and we've got a lot of people on our side. Their allegiance is with that dude, <laughs> right? He, he he. Let me tell you something. If he were to repent right now and say, you know what, there was a thing that I fast tracked that everyone had to do, and I know there was resistance to it, and now that we know it don't work, we're sorry we pushed that. Um. We're sorry we did that. He don't say that. 
you know what he's saying right now? He this is what he's literally saying. The only reason there's still resistance is because I was not in charge anymore. Otherwise, everyone would have complied. Uh, oh, wow. No, sir. No, sir. No. no, sir. Not only are you not repentant, but you're doubling down on it, and you're wrong. Yep. Because I voted for you, and I and my family will not. We will not conform to the world. We will not submit. We will mm-hmm. not comply. I don't care who's pushing it. Amen. Same here. I know, I know who my allegiance is to. That's right. Same here, brother. Yeah, that's and, a very bold and arrogant thing for him to claim. Yep. And I'll tell you one other thing real quick. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the government is now pushing hot and heavy. Uh, I've seen it on television commercials. I've even heard it on commercials for different podcasts. They're urging everyone to go out there and be tested for HIV. Why is that? Why is that? Why are you pushing that? Huh? That's been a big deal since the 80s. Why are you pushing it right at this moment? Why is it on TV and why is it on my podcast? Right. Why do you want people? I told you that thing was designed to reduce the population. Yep. And... I'll tell you another thing is back in the spring of 21, our family doctor, because my wife and I have the same family physician. uh, When they were giving my wife's lab results back, they tell you the normal thing. Oh, your, your good cholesterol is good. Your bad cholesterol levels are good. This and that. And then they go, and your HIV test was negative. And we're like, wait, 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 what? Okay, first of all, we didn't request that. Right. And, and second of all, you've never told us that before, and you've never told us that now. Now I can tell you they never told us that since. Oh, my gosh. And so that was, in the, that? that was in the spring of 21. And then right now, fast forward to right now, summer of 23, all these uh, public service commercials saying, uh, go get tested. For what? Why are you, why are you doing this now? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are they, uh, air quotes here, predicting uh, an uptick for some particular for some reason? Unknown, for some unknown reason, just like an uptick in unexplained deaths for some unknown reason? Maybe, possibly. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But, oh, by the way, that leads me to one other thing. I, I didn't find this out till after you and I had our last interview. Yeah. But we both uh, talked about that we realized that all of a sudden plans got fast forwarded in 2020. Yes. And we didn't know why. We just, we, we all know, we all know something's different. Something's happening. Right. This is what I found out since then. I've heard um, a couple of former Satanists that were part of the the MK Ultra and all that government mind control CIA stuff from in the past, and uh, they were actually raised as practicing Satanists and Luciferians. Mm. And uh, what this one witness said, 
is that she and a couple of other kids they 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 uh they breed them for this and and raise them to do this yes and from there they look for their gifts and their traits or whatever you want to call it and she was paired up with two boys and uh what they do is they look into the future somehow with a ritual they would have these rituals to where they could see into the future and she said what would happen is you had all these uh, alternate, like if you made a decision, this would happen. But if you made this other decision, this other thing would happen. Right. Which that kind of reminded me of, you know, I grew up in the 80s, 70s and 80s. And uh, back then you had the choose your own adventure books. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah the which way books. Yeah. Yeah. You pick which way, how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Well. She didn't, she didn't, you know, ascribe it to something like that, but basically that's what it was. And what it was is one person would see the future. The other one would discern something else from it. And then like her specialty was to put it all together. And then from there they could, the people in charge would choose which route they were going to take. Well, I found this very interesting. She said. That after 2024, there's no alternates anymore. Like all the timelines converge after that year right there or during that year. So if that's true, where they can never, they can no longer pick and choose which way they're going to go. It's like, it doesn't matter what you pick. it, It all ends up the same. Right. Well, she's a believer now, and she said that what she believes is that it's leading to something where there's no more choices or alternatives. It's it's headed to this. Hmm. What, what, which, by the way, we already know where it's headed, because yeah. if you read the Bible and believe it, you know where it's headed. Yeah. So you can no longer pick alternate paths. So she believes that God is now basically your different paths and choices are done this is the path that's going on and it's all the different alternates and timelines they're converging right here and of course we know that is the end times but yeah so as far as we were like yeah all this got fast forwarded in 2020 but no one knows why well maybe <laughs> if the people running the show all of a sudden don't have options they're like hey hey hold on, we can't take our time anymore. We got to fast forward this. We're running out of time here. Yep. Yep. And that explains about that weird pull that I'm seeing so many people talk about, Um, not just online. You know, I'll see people on TikTok and Instagram talk about it, but also people in my life. And I've even felt a, a stronger pull here the last couple of years. People are saying it. It feels like since 2020, um, there's been this this just mass revelation, you know. Revival is starting all over the world again. People are feeling a stir in their spirit that something's wrong, that uh, that they're being they're being called to separate themselves from from the world, and you know it's just like you can see the spirit of God move. Oh yeah. Uh, 
and it is it's impossible to ignore i i don't know how it is in texas but p here in west virginia and appalachia it's like i don't know man it it's just like this it's just it's the spirit of god it's just these revivals breaking loose conversations all all seem to lead to jesus it's just man something's popping off and you can feel it in your bones you know that this is i think this is it is a culmination of course they're scrambling to hurry things up because their time is running out and they know that they're not going to win uh it's an exciting time for christians it um, is but still my heart you know, my flesh breaks for the people that that are so stubborn. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. Speaking of stubborn, um, they're still <laughs> they're still pushing that thing that we talked about. They're still yeah. man. And uh, my wife was uh, looking at a couple of other jobs in the area involving the medical field which she's in and uh they're still requiring that thing really yeah that I, that that really disturbs me because um it's already been proven to not be effective it's proven to not do the things they claimed it was going to do but yet they're still pushing it and it's still uh they're still forcing it on people and uh you can believe what you want with it or not but why is the the main CEO of one of those companies, why won't he even take his own product if it's a benefit to him? Right. Well, let me remind me, to, I'm, I'm going to send you an email when we get off here. Cause I don't want to uh, say it on, you know, over the show. Right. Almost for, almost forgot that we were on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have something that may be beneficial to your wife. Okay that uh my wife is also in the health field medical right. field and uh she I'll, I'll email you okay that okay that sounds good yep yep um <laughs> just to segue uh, awkwardly <laughs> all right we went from space force patches to the the uh the uptick and over concern with HIV. Yep. Um and you were you were talking about these these people that were being used in this uh in this experimentation to expose their abilities and to be used. These say brought up in a satanic church. Is this is this the fake uh fake Holy Spirit? No, no, but I'm glad you said that. The only reason I listed that is because I heard you ask uh one of your previous guests about that fake Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. It starts with a K. Uh-huh. It was something like the Kubalim or something similar to that. I probably miss I I probably butchered that. I think it's Kundalini or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I, I'll just tell you this real quick. When I heard that, I just man, I wanted to tell you this. Uh I've seen two videos about that that I mean, it just scares the crap out of you. Yeah, so man. I, I call it the fake Holy Spirit. Let me tell you why. 
the first video I saw was somewhere in Indonesia or somewhere, Thailand. And he had all these people at an outdoor place. Yep. And they were all out there calling upon this thing, whatever. And I'm not even sure. I don't know if they were Buddhists or what. And uh, people would all of a sudden jump up from the crowd and just rush the stage where the head guy was at. And other people would have to tackle him. And the person that ran up there was laughing uncontrollably. And what Mm. they were calling on was that spirit you talked about right there. And they uh, supposedly it was some kind of snake spirit or serpent. I don't know. Yeah. But they laugh uncontrollably and they're trying to hold this guy back. Man, that was disturbing to me. And then I saw a similar thing here in America where this guy, which I call a false teacher, false prophet, heretic, whatever you want to call him. Yep. He's up there preaching. He's got the whole congregation. I don't mean a little one like the kind you and I attend. I'm talking about hundreds, if not thousands of people. They're laughing uncontrollably to the point it disturbed me because there was nothing funny being said. And I've got a heck of a sense of humor. Right. And there was there was nothing funny for that whole crowd to be laughing that way. It, it was disturbing. It's like wow. And uh, what this guy said is, he's up there, and the stuff he's saying is not funny. And he said that the the Holy Spirit told him to kick an old lady in the front row in the face with a boot, what? and they they bust out laughing. Okay, I'm thinking that's not funny. And then he said he did it. And then they laughed so hard like that was hilarious. And I'm thinking, dude, I don't know what you're consulting with, but that ain't the Holy Spirit. No, it's not. And that's the kind of thing that will that will lead people away from Christ if they're if they're on the fence, you know? Yeah. And uh, whatever spirit they invited in and it had the whole congregation or the majority of them anyway. Um. I know this. The Lord said you will know them by their fruits. There you go. Would the Holy Spirit ever tell you to kick old lady in the face with a boot? Right. No. So that's that. That's that serpent spirit thing that I call the fake Holy Spirit. Yeah. Not to mention by attributing those actions to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the only unforgivable sin is to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. That's it. That's blasphemy. That's right. So if you're saying the Holy Spirit told you to do that, I think he just blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Yep. Man, I don't want to be in his shoes. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the The Chicago Connection. Yeah, this is what I initially contacted you for. But in my defense, I wanted to give you this nugget and have you reveal it and me not even come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that ain't that ain't the way I roll, man. <laughs> no, apparently not. So in my defense, <laughs> I'm going to give you drop this nugget and let you run with it, you know. I want it straight from the horse's mouth, man. I, this was your, this is your, uh, your nugget. 
All right, man. This is what it is. Um, have you heard? Did you ever hear about that one UFO incident that happened at O'Hare Airport in Chicago back in November? I believe it was 22nd or close to there back in 2006, where a lot of different people at the airport saw a UFO out there on the tarmac. And then some of them saw it take off straight vertically. And it even left a, a round hole cut out in the clouds above it. Yes, I do believe I, I remember that. Okay. So all the people, I mean, hundreds of people saw this from baggage handlers to pilots, flight attendants, passengers on planes, people in the lobby waiting. Everyone saw it. All right. So that kind of the only photo I never saw a photo or video of the actual object that everyone described. But what I did see was some photo of the of the hole in the clouds. I mean, it was a perfect circular hole in some clouds. Yeah. Like it shot straight up and left the hole. And, uh, of course, everyone was told, you didn't see that. Mm -hmm. The pilots were threatened with their careers as usual. Of course. We're talking about 2006. And uh, now they're putting tidbits out there. Which, by the way, I think they're setting the groundwork down for this uh, grand deception, grand illusion the Bible talks about. Here it comes. Get ready. Oh, yeah. That Project Blue Beam. Oh, they're they're setting the groundwork, man. Uh, oh, yeah, man. We got whistleblowers dropping nuggets that are pre-qualified and cleared ahead of time. Uh-huh. You're going to know what we want you to know. Well, anyway, they were supposed to keep quiet about that, right? Right. Well, when you had uh, Dr. Laura Sanger on your show, uh, she talked about uh, certain geographic areas that belong to the enemy based on past uh, rituals or catastrophic events or what, all this other stuff where she talks about they, they locate them, they identify them, and then they go back and do a cleansing. Yes. I think the Chicago area is one of those areas. Not just based on that UFO I told you about, but what you hear about a lot lately, if you listen to a lot of shows and stuff, you hear about pretty much what matches the description for a Mothman around Chicago. Have you heard that? Yes, I have. I've seen a documentary about that. In fact, my small town monsters. Yeah, they talk about, I haven't seen that, but some of the stuff I've heard on different shows is there's a black human-sized creature with red glowing eyes yeah. and leathery bat-like wings. And they see it around Chicago, like up on a building or up on a billboard. And there's been multiple sightings of this thing, right? And... I heard an interview with a gentleman on another show where he talked about uh, the deep underground military bases under the O'Hare airport in Chicago. Mm. The, yeah, the dumbs. And uh, what he was doing there was testing the water quality. And he was a young guy in his early 20s. He didn't know any better. He's 
following orders. And uh, they ended up in a restricted area. And (laughs) what was funny is uh, there's these uh, giant culvert-looking things under the water. They look like concrete, big old giant pillars and stuff. And they've got these seals on them that cover them. And he said, like, you'll have the runway to your right. And here's this water there. And he said, maybe a few feet under the water. I don't know. I can't remember if it was five to five to ten feet under the water or these giant concrete pillars with the seals on them. And he said that they're all next to the runway and the tarmac. And he said, what would that be for? He said, you would think, okay, it's not draining water away from the runway because the openings are facing up and they're under the water. He said, they're the kind that if you were to open it, it would drop water down below. Yeah. He said, but it didn't look like a mechanism like you can open and close like a shutter. He said, these will have to be physically removed. They were like bolted closed. Hmm. And there's other air vents and things leading under the runway and tarmac. And then he said there was some, uh, we'll just call them higher end houses that were near there. Right. And uh, those people were not very friendly to him either. And they were there on official business. Huh. So who are these folks? What's underneath? You know about the UFO. You know about the Mothman character or Mothman-like character. And what else is Chicago very famous for right now? Number one in the nation for murders, killing, blood, bloodshed. Yeah. I don't know how many years they've been leading the nation, but they have been. Right. And it largely gets ignored on the grand scheme. So that's the connection. Uh, she talked about geographic locations that are cursed or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Areas of iniquity or something like that. There you go. You got all these murders. It's ongoing. You got these creatures sitting up there overlooking the carnage. So mm. you got your UFOs, you got your underground bases. And it's all right there in that one geographic location. So what's going on? What What's up? Why, why there? I've heard about the Denver airport. Now what's this crap over here too? Yep. I think that's, man. Yeah. That's good information. That is something to dig in on, ain't it? Yeah, it is because I've not heard any... Uh, a lot of the other shows, they'll tell you about the UFO or they'll tell you about the underground base or they'll tell you about the Mothman guy or they'll tell you about the murders, depending on what show you're listening to. But it's like, hey, it's all going on right here. Yeah, it's all together. Yeah, so that's something that somebody should tie in and connect, I think. Oh, and then the last thing I was going to tell you, I thought this was part of that, but I went back and it's actually not. This one that I was going to tell you about actually happened in Detroit, Michigan. So I was going to tie this into that, and it, it, I'd be giving you wrong information. It was another one. But there's this gothic-looking hotel, supposedly, uh-huh. 
I say supposedly because I've not been there and seen it. And the guy mentioned it, but it's in downtown Detroit. And it looks like one of those old Gothic buildings, like it's been there forever. Right? Uh He even said the name of it. I don't remember. It was something like the Executive or the Excelsior or something. Something. Something like that. It just seems out of place. Let's put it that way. Which, by the way, real quick. Have you had the guy on that talks about the buildings that are like the basement levels halfway under mud under the street? No, but I've I've heard about those. Okay, you've heard about that. All right. Yeah, it kind of indicates that these buildings have been around here a long time before we ever were. Right. Like a lot of the courthouses, like in Wyoming and Montana, the architecture is so fantastic. And then the the courthouse will be uh, built behind the facade, you know? Yeah. Like the building was already there. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of put that two and two together. That's what, you you know, we've been telling people, read the Bible for yourself. Right. I, I, I believe that that gap theory at the beginning of Genesis where the earth was, uh, it talks about that it was, uh, voidless and without form and it was dark and, yep. and God was going across the waters of the deep. This is before he started uh, creating everything, right? Yep. It indicates that it was our, he had already created it before. And why was it, why was there waters, why was it void and formless and underwater? You know what that wow. tells me? We know about Noah's flood. Yep. And we know that the rainbow is a promise that he would never destroy the earth with water ever again. Right. We always took that to mean because he did it with Noah. The truth is, we don't know how many times he'd done it before that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's a good point. Because that, that, that rainbow meant that he would never do it again. Again. It didn't say that was the first and only time. No, it didn't. Wow. Go back to your, go back to the beginning of uh, Genesis. Uh, yeah, there was water already there. It was voidless and without form. And yeah, he did say the next time it's going to be with fire. And that always scared me when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, so going back to those buildings that were already there, you know, like those people in Wyoming or Montana, wherever those fancy gothic looking courthouses are at number one they didn't have the they didn't have the materials to build it they didn't have the know-how and they didn't have the equipment so maybe Elwin Elwin the basement's halfway covered in mud the street level comes up to halfway nobody builds a a building underground right and installs windows halfway underground right you would build a tiny window above the ground, not a full window with it, half of it covered. Exactly. Like if it's a basement window, like at my dad's house, it's like 120 years old. Yeah. A couple of feet above ground is a window that you would, you know, that would be eye level if you're in the basement. Right. So maybe these buildings were already there and yeah. maybe there was already a flood before that would explain the dirt covering half of it. 
Mm-mm-mm. That would have been mud. That would have been mud. But anyway, it was one of those type of buildings this guy described in, in Detroit. And he talked about how oh, they were there to work on something. They were staying at this hotel that the company put them up there. It was him and another guy. There was a few guys, but only him and one other guy. They went out looking for pizza and stuff. And he said afterwards, they went past the hotel, walking down the street just because they were eating their pizza and stuff. And he said a side door opened. And some weird guy was watching them. And then he invited them and asked them if they wanted to go into this club. And they were young and they're out of town working and they didn't have nothing else to do. So they were like, yeah, where's it at? So have you heard this story? No. Oh, he let them in that side door, okay? They went past the lobby into this other door that was there in the back by the lobby. It looked like a regular old service door. Like like most of us, if you checked into a hotel, you would ignore that, you know? You would think that's for maintenance or something, right? Right. Well, it was like a secret entrance into this hidden club. And when he went down in there, Oh my man, I would I would have turned and ran the way he described it when I saw this, or when he said he saw this. It was basically uh, it was like a big old party, and everyone was uh, dressed like uh, in goth gothic type clothing and stuff. And right as soon as he went through, he said, "As you go through the door into the actual bar," he said it had a long bar on the right. And on the left was a wall. So the only way you can get in is between the wall and the bar. And it was very crowded. And there was people everywhere. And as soon as he walked in, he said this good-looking woman pushed him up against the wall, threw her leg on him, and I'll just say she said some inappropriate things to him. Right. And... He ignored her, and his friend said, come on, let's go. They go in. They order a drink. He said there was an elevated area that had tables, and they went and picked a table. And he said down below on the lower level was some dance, uh, like a big old giant dance floor. And things get weirder. He said behind that stage where everyone was out there dancing, uh Everyone's dressed the same and looked the same. He thought they were some type of what he said was maybe vampires. But he never saw pointed teeth, right? But if you looked at them, you would think that. Hmm. And he said what got real weird is. Behind that stage was like a 20 foot tall wooden door. And it had. It had locks and chains on it. And he said, that was weird. They thought, man, they went all out on this club. But he said, the part I left out, he said, they went, you know that door I told you they went through at the lobby? Yeah. He said they went like 30 feet down, like three flights of stairs to get to the entrance of the bar. So it's about 30 feet below the ground lobby level. So it's underground. Hmm. Yeah, and down below that is that 20-foot-tall door with chains and stuff. And he said the longer they sat there, the weirder the vibe was. 
they started getting creeped out. And he said that at one point they looked down and they were like, Hey, check this out. And, they, and they're like, what? And pointed down. You see those people dancing? Are you, are you seeing this? He said they were like bent over backwards at the waist. He said any normal person would have fell down flat on the ground. Yeah. He said they were out there dancing and look, they were doing some stuff like you might see on the matrix, you know? Wow. And they got so freaked out by those people. And, and, and Oh, and another thing he said, it was approaching midnight. So they decided they were going to get up and go. And so the only question he had after the fact, after they got out of there, which when I was listening to this, I was thinking, okay, number one, if this really happened, you guys are lucky you got out of there. And number two, his question was, what was behind that door and at what point was it going to come out? Right. That was his question. Yeah. My my first question was, I can't believe they let you out. Yeah, for real. Well, you know, that's yeah. the thing, though. Nobody would believe it. Not, not only would they not believe it, Bo, but let me ask you this. Uh, anybody that ends up there? Will anyone miss them? Right. Good point. Let's say you let's say you pick someone off the street. Hey, you want to come party? Is that person ever going to be missed? Right. Would anyone would anyone think to look thirty feet below, thirty feet below ground at this one hotel? Wow. So I had mistakenly thought that hotel was in Chicago. So I was going to tie it into what I just told you earlier. But yeah. no, that was in Detroit. Either way, stay away from both. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Um, that definitely sounds like some kind of cult stuff going on. Oh yeah. Um, I've had I talked to two people, um, two nights in a row. Both of them had been part of a cult in Detroit. Neither oh really? One of them, yes. Neither one of them said what the cult was. Neither one of them went into any detail about it. They kind of just glazed over the fact that it had happened to them early in their, you know, in their religious walk, you know, trying to find, you know, where they were trying to find God. That they got pulled into this cult. I never asked either one of them to give me details. Oh. I'm, I'm talking to one of them again in a couple of days. Yeah, I'm going to bring this hotel up and I'm going to try to get as much information as I can because obviously Detroit, Michigan's got some stuff going on, man. And if we can get some uh, some some red flags flying out there to to warn people about, you know, the dangers of these cults and these uh, whatever you want to call this, that would right. be great. Um, so I'm this is the third time in about 10 days that I've heard something about that area so that you know that's confirmation that uh, we need to dig into that okay brother this is the last thing i can think of that i wanted to bring up okay because i know i tend to ramble i don't want to go on too long here <laughs> all right I, this is this is for you and it's for your listeners uh something that i'll call a strange wind 
and you tell me if you know what this is, or maybe somebody will reach out and contact you and kind of give me an idea what this was. But um, back in the fall of 21, my wife and I were sitting on the back deck. I say the back deck. We were having a, we tore down the old smaller deck and we're extending out a bigger deck and it wasn't right. finished. It wasn't finished yet. It had no railings. It was like a flat deck. And we, we were sitting out there one night and it was like 10 something, like 10 40 something PM. And it was early November, but you know, you know, the area out here, you were at Barksdale again. So, you know, we didn't, it gets cold late in the winter, not early. Right. Yeah. February. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, winter here is that, that cold weekend in January or February. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But, um, yeah, we were sitting on that deck. And uh, next thing you know, we we see the, the trees rustling. Like uh, something's tearing up the trees. And it comes out of there and starts coming across the yard towards us. And it happened pretty quick, not too quick, but quick enough that we didn't get up out of the lawn chairs and go inside. We're like, what is this? It's at nighttime. And we were kind of like stunned and like, we didn't move, not because we couldn't, but we're like, what is this? You know? Yeah. And it came up, it came out of the trees in the darkness and it came across the yard and it got up on the porch and went right by us what? to where I felt, yes, I felt the wind. Okay. All right, Bo. I had a neutral feeling. And when I say that, it's because I wasn't scared. Right. Right. But I also didn't get a positive feeling out of it either. So just picture a neutral feeling like just astonishment. What is this? I felt the wind, okay? The wind was like the same temperature that it was outside. So it wasn't colder and it wasn't hotter. But this turbulence was unusual, like what you might imagine inside a blender. Wow. Like it was it was like a self-contained wind, okay? Yeah. And it went right by us and it came out of the uh southeast direction and it moved in a northwest direction and when it went by we looked at each other and i said what was that and she's like i don't know now we'll tell you this you know i'm originally from west texas right so i've had a lot of experience with what people call dirt devils or dust devils Yep, that was my first thought. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you why it wasn't that. Number one, those always happen in the daytime. In the heat of the day, that's when you see those. Okay. Yeah. In 43 years in West Texas, I never saw a dirt devil or dust devil at night. Mm. They were always in the heat of the day. The other reason I know it wasn't that is because those move in a circular pattern. Yes. Like a small tornado, like a mini tornado. Right. 
I, you know, I couldn't tell you if they go clockwise or counterclockwise, but I know they move in a circular pattern. Right. This was not like that. There was no circular pattern. It was like a self-contained turbulence within itself. Like there was, there was no cyclone type motion. Right. And I've tried looking that up online to see what that was. Um, Whatever it was, I feel it was supernatural or paranormal. I don't know if it was good or if it was bad, but it was disturbing. And it wasn't a dirt devil. It wasn't a dust devil type thing. I, I've I've seen plenty of those. I've been in them. Yeah. When I was a kid, we used to like try and go through them or jump into them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing came through, man. It just all of a sudden you hear the turbulence in the woods and the trees and here it comes. Oh, it was tall too. Uh, yeah, so I was going to ask, how how big of an area did this take? Okay, I would I would estimate the width of it was between five to eight feet wide and the height of it was man it was somewhere between 12 and 15 feet tall wow so it was way huge as it came by and what's weird is uh it was so unusual if if I had to do it over again, I would have told her, get up, let's go before it hit the, hit the deck, you know, before it came by us, it came by us close enough that I was able to actually feel the wind itself. And it was like self-contained turbulence, like a blender, I guess that's the best. I don't know. I, I call it a strange wind. Right. I I don't know what you call it. A strange whirlwind. I don't know. But it's not really a whirlwind. It wasn't circular. Right. It was just yeah. chaos inside that. It was self-contained chaos, yes. And in the dark at night. And I don't know what that was. It didn't scare us. And the temperature didn't change within it. But... The more I thought about it, that's not natural. That's not a dust devil or dirt devil. No, that's a Tasmanian devil. I don't know <laughs> what that was. You know, I was hoping either you've heard of it or maybe one of your listeners has heard of it. And maybe they'll they'll tell you and maybe you can tell me what was that. Oh, man, I don't I don't know. I, I've seen stuff like uh, I've seen in the woods or on the side of the street, like the wind kick up and just like a little swirl, you know, like pick up some leaves and just. But oh, 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 no, 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 this was much more prominent and violent than that. Yeah, that's a yeah, this sounds like you know, like the Tasmanian devil is breaking loose through your, you know, like from the Looney Tunes, Taz coming through the trees and up your porch, and it just, yeah. uh, yeah, well, whatever it was, it definitely wanted to be noticed. That is interesting, man. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I've tried looking it up. I've even looked up like a strange wind and it pulled up like a song or something. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I, maybe maybe you can give me some answers on that. Well, maybe there's other people in your area that, that's experienced this. You know, that might be. Well, uh, that that's not going to help me, Bo. You know why? Even if they did, they the 
the folks in this area won't talk about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's probably true. Hey, man, they'll they'll take it to their deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> you you could be dealing with some kind of entity. Uh, was it on your property the whole time, or did it? Yes. Come? Wow. Yeah, because yeah, because we own the woods behind the house, so it it was a hundred percent on our property. Well, that's even more strange. What would start? There, there would be no wait for a wind and stuff like that to to form in uh in the middle of trees. You know, like yeah, there's no way. There's no way the trees would block the wind. You know, right? Yeah. It. The more I thought about it after the fact, it's bothered me for a couple of years now, to the point I think about it enough that I try to look up to see what that was and. I can't find anything. I know somebody knows what that was. Have you looked up? And this might sound far fetched, but you know that's that's what we do. Uh, have you looked up like maybe elemental spirits? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the other thing. You know, there's some stuff I won't even look into. <laughs> Right. Yeah, There's some things I just try to avoid, but so I'd rather you, uh, you or somebody else would just tell me what it is. And I'll take your word for it. <laughs> that way I'm not messing with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Let me poke the bear. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, I figured somebody would have told you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I will definitely look into that. Pete. Yes, that, sir. That is intriguing. Um, that sounds like something wholly new. Like I've never heard this before, and this could be, this could be something. This, man. this could be your thing that I, I was trying to give you the Chicago thing. This might be your thing. The strange wind. This is this is wild, buddy. Yeah, and I think that's it on the list, man. Believe it or not, this is the first time I think I've ended the interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, don't don't hop off here yet because there's something that I. I've never talked about, but I've been yep. kicking around in my head lately. All right. Hit me. Um, it goes back to this Mothman connection. It nope. it ties in my region. It ties in Dr. Sanger. It ties in Chicago. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, that the demon from with origins back to ancient Mesopotamia. Um, the apocryphal demon Lilith. Remember her? Yes, I do. Okay. I hate this wench. All right. Um okay. I've had way too many dealings with this entity in my opinion. Okay. Uh, around my life. But she is depicted in Mesopotamia in, in drawings of having the upper body is more like a woman, right? Right but with wings and the lower half is like that of a, of a bird, like a bird of prey, Ooh. like an owl. Okay. And owls symbolize Lilith always have. Okay. Um, now, if you look at the Mothman, the original actual sightings is much like that, except it's not described as a woman. Um, but it's 
this humanoid figure with the lower half that had the legs of a bird and these wings. Okay. Um, I, and to tie in, you know, I, I think that what what I'm trying to say is maybe Mothman is this manifestation of this Lilith demon. Um, like there's no good in this. Right. Um, but here in my region, it's idolized, literally. There's statues to it. There's right. festivals, festivals in her in its honor. Um and if you look at you know, Dr. Laura Sanger, she's talking about these principalities and these these geographic areas. Well, we see in the Bible that um, God, I think it was Psalm 82, maybe, where it, it mentions how the world was divided amongst the principalities. You know, there was like 70 or 72 spirits, I believe. 70. Yep. That were given dominion over right. the earth, except Israel was left for God. Um, and St. Michael, the archangel, was the principality. He was the prince over that land. Right. Um, whatever this spirit is that, you know, we call Lilith or whatever, if its region would be Appalachia and up into Chicago, you know, it, it to divide the world into 70, it would be a pretty large swath, you know, potentially. So, right. you know, maybe the whole eastern, northeastern region of America, you know, was under dominion of this entity. That might be why you get these Birdman sightings. Um, it might have these the Birdman effigies in Native American culture or on this East Coast. Um, it, it could be all related to what to what people call Lilith. And that's something that I've been kicking around. I got a little kitten down here meowing at me. Um, but that's just something that's been on my mind, that there might be a connection between the Mothman and Lilith. And that would explain why it's so prominent in my area. Because, take my word for it, Lilith is everywhere you turn around here. It's like, that's a recurring problem. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm throwing that out there for the first time I've ever <laughs> that I've ever heard it. <laughs> okay, well, we'll say this: um, you have massive cave systems out there in the areas where you live. Yes, and there were giants in those days and after. And after, if they went underground, what what all went underground? What all is hidden down there? Right, and I'll tell you these uh, what they call Native American burial mounds yeah they're not they're not native american they were there before that exactly you know i have one like two miles from my house yeah they're everywhere here you know there's some tribes that claim them and there's other tribes that'll tell you to your face those are not ours they were already there yep i'll tell you yeah. something interesting you mentioned the owl i just heard some other guy recently talk about artemis that's one of the other fake goddesses. Yep. The one of nature. And he said he saw a depiction of her with a helmet and complete with the owl on her shoulder. And I was thinking, okay, I, I've heard of Artemis, but I didn't know she was depicted with a helmet and an owl on the shoulder. It's funny you say the owl. Hmm. Wonder if she's not another version of Lilith. I, I'm sure. 
because you know how these things get rinsed and repeated, <laughs> you know, uh, throughout history, you know? Yeah, the they, go by, they go by different names. They go by uh, Diana. Yep. Uh, yeah, in each culture, they, they'll pick up a new name and just I be idolized and worshipped. Yeah. Okay, you got Artemis, Diana, you've got, I think, I think it's Isis. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's Isis. Yep. They got all these different names, but I think it all goes back to what you're saying, the Lilith. Yes. But I don't know that for a fact, okay? So I'm speculating. Don't take my word for it. Well, it all makes sense. And it for, for it to be that simple makes it more true. You know what I mean? We don't need yeah. to overcomplicate it. There, We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that these entities were here, these fallen were here, they were worshipped and revered throughout history, throughout time. Uh, they were sacrificed to. They were wiped yep. out physically. They're, but their spirits live on. They can't ascend, they can't descend. So they're they're on and around the earth. Yeah, you're right. Well, real quick, before I forget, this just popped in my head. Did you hear about the UFO deal in Nevada? Yeah, what's up with that? This is what I thought. Okay, so they've got the, they said the, what I saw, there was an officer with his uh, body camera caught something coming down. And then the, the thing I saw also showed like a door, doorbell camera. Yeah. That, that caught the explosion and the impact. Yeah. Then you had the folks describing these things in the backyard, right? So that's either some kind of uh, psyop, or it's the beginning of the what the Bible already warned us about. There's going to be things that befall the earth that'll cause the hearts of man to fail. That's right. So when you see these things, they're going to be so far beyond science fiction or whatever. Uh, people are going to have heart attacks. Yeah. So is it starting? I don't know. What a coincidence that that happened April 30th, but it didn't get released into the general public until the whistleblower came to testify, Mr. Grouse or whatever Grouse. Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah, yeah coincidence. What? That's what we'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. That's I you know what? Those people sounded sincere to me as far as what I've heard. Yeah, and then they, they, talked, they talked about government people in suits showed up to visit them, and now they don't want to talk to anybody. That kind of fits the profile. Don't it? Yeah, if you get threatened, of course yeah. you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That'll do it, won't it? Yeah. Well, mm. it'll do it. Just don't show up here with that mess. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Pete. Knocked it out the park, brother. <laughs> hey, I always love talking to you, man. Hey, I, I love it, too. Uh, like I said on the pre-intro, which I might redo the pre-intro because uh, we, we talked about so much more. I want to make sure everybody knows what's going on before we get into it, you know? Yeah, sounds good. Um, but yeah, I said, I think I've had you on the show more than I've had Dad on the show. <laughs> I love it, you know? It's like... It's like talking to family. I'll tell you, what, I love I love the shows with your dad on there, man. He did some stuff. <laughs> yeah, he he's been through some stuff, man. Yeah, 
I got to get him back on. That's right. All right, brother. God bless you. I love you and your family. Y'all take care. Hey, God bless. I love you too, brother. And I'll keep you in my prayers. Okay. Thank you. We need that. Absolutely. You have a good evening. I'll talk to you All again. Right. All right. Good night. All right. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there, uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel at any time. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.
Better days. 